Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There's always a lot of anticipation at the start of the European season, but I don't know if there's a game that U.S. Men's National Team fans have been looking forward to more than that opening game for Leeds. To see what this Leeds experiment was going to be all about, Tyler Adams, Brennan Aronson, Jesse Marsh, all together, Leeds United States of America in action, and they did not disappoint. Brennan Aronson was absolutely electric, which is leading the U.S. Men's National Team discourse into asking, how do you leave this guy out of the starting lineup? Does he have to be a starter when we get to the World Cup in Qatar. That's what I want to talk about today on the channel. We are starting a new series. It's going to be a Road to Qatar series where we look at the slate of games week to week and kind of evaluate how those things are impacting uh, the discourse and places on the team for these players who are eventually going to become the U.S. Men's National Team in just a couple of months. We're only a few months away from November. We're only a month away from the September friendlies, which are going to be the last friendlies prior to the World Cup. It's probably going to be a dress rehearsal. So there is a lot of importance on the next few weeks of play in both Europe and MLS and a lot of important things to talk about. All that and more on this episode of the Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is the Yank Report, the show where we talk about all things American soccer. And there is some American soccer going down right now, not just in America, but in Europe as well. If you're into that, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Consider supporting the channel by becoming a member. Now let's get into Brendan Aronson, the Medford Messi. Brendan had a big game opening weekend for Leeds against Wolves. He got the start right away, which is impressive. I mean, he's a player that came in from Austria, um, a player with no Premier League experience, still a very young player, and there was a lot of anticipation to see kind of how he would start the season. Well, Jesse Marsh believed in him enough to give him the start, and he showed off a lot of the things that get us excited about him in a U.S. Men's National Team jersey. I mean, he was absolutely relentless. His bursts into space were really impressive. He really took the game to the Wolves' back line, and a team that focuses on a relentless press. I mean, is there a player better made for that system than Brendan Aronson, uh, the way that he led the line and the way that he forced things to happen wherever Leeds didn't have the ball uh, was very impressive. Now, with that comes a lot of questions about how does Brendan Aronson fit into the national team conversation? I think at the start of World Cup qualifying, and even throughout World Cup qualifying, if you ask people about the winger depth chart, uh, you would have said Christian Pulisic number one, Gio Reyna number two, probably Tim Weah number three, and Brendan Aronson number four. Gio Reyna has been out for an extended period of time, which gave Tim Weah uh, an opportunity in World Cup qualifying to step into that role, uh, and he did it very well. He's probably the best performing winger throughout World Cup qualifying even better than Christian Pulisic. Now we have some new movement within the U.S. men's national team. In the summer window against Uruguay and Morocco, Greg Berhalter showed that uh, he is interested in potentially putting Brendan Aronson or Gio Reyna in a midfield spot, which frees up some opportunity for uh, another player to come on the field, another attacking player to come on the field. So many things change window to window for the U.S. men's national team. That's the big thing that really differentiates a national 
national team versus a club team, even though you've got to take a lot of what you saw prior, there's going to be some fresh evaluation there. And if that means that Brendan Aronson is now on better form than Tim Weah or even possibly Gio Reyna, who is yet to start for Dortmund, who is still out injured, maybe he does move up in the totem pole. It must be said also that we've got to consider what type of player Brendan Aronson is. Uh, We know that he is unbelievable in the press, that he is absolutely tremendous and relentless whenever the opposition has the ball and he is able to hunt. Um, We also know that he's great in the transition game. Whenever uh, he's able to pick up the ball, burst into space, run at a defense that's a bit disorganized and kind of cause chaos there. The questions that we really have about Brendan Aronson are how does he perform whenever the other team is a bit sat in, whenever he's up against a low block. I think that that is the intriguing thing, especially as we look forward to the World Cup, whenever we have two teams in Wales and Iran that are likely going to sit back for portions of the game. How does Brendan Aronson able to break that down? Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. One of my favorite insights into soccer right now comes from Bobby Warshaw's book where he, he says there's two types of players. There are soldiers and there are artists. And I think if you look at the U.S. men's national team, we got an awful lot of soldiers. I think we got a lot of players uh, who are able to get in there and get physical and get rough. You know, you look at Walker Zimmerman, Tyler Adams. I think Anthony Robinson is in that in that category. Eunice Musso, Weston McKinney. And I think Brendan Aronson is a soldier as well. And I think what we saw throughout World Cup qualifying is we had a lot of soldiers on the field, but what we needed were artists. And I, I think that there's only a couple of players that really fit that description on the national team. And one of them is Gio Reyna. I think it's imperative that Gio Reyna is on the field and it's imperative that he's healthy. Uh, and that begs the question, like, is Brendan Aronson, what, what is his role as an attacking midfield? Is is it all about the press? Can he find balls? Can he create for others? And that's the thing that I'm looking forward to seeing leads as they continue to uh, play in the Premier League and Brendan Aronson is confronted with uh, different opposition, with different playing styles. How this is, can he be as effective whenever the defense is sat back a bit uh, and, and there's not a lot of transition going on? That's the big question for Brendan Aronson, and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing uh, throughout this Premier League season. If he's able to be as effective against a low block, then that's going to raise his standing within the U.S. men's national team hierarchy. But I, I question his ability to take players on who are uh, dug in and, and really look at a low block and, and find the the tight pass and and see the field in a way that um, is able to disorganize the opponent that's that's very organized. All that being said, it is wonderful to see the way Brendan Aronson has started the season and having more and more quality players fighting for playing time, demanding playing time within the U.S. men's national team is only a good thing. Another player that had a lot of conversation about him heading into the European season was Tyler Adams. There was a lot of people down on him, a lot of people questioning whether he could be effective in the Premier League, uh, questioning his ability with the ball at his feet. Uh, He had a really tidy game for Leeds. He even contributed to the uh, play that saw Brendan Aronson eventually force that own goal. Uh, Tyler Adams had had a nice penetrative pass 
uh, right up the middle that kind of started the whole play. Outside of that, I mean, he was his normal uh, terrorizing self, winning balls all over the place and just covering a ton of ground. Um, I I think the issue with Tyler Adams is always going to be about the system and what he's asked to do. If he's asked to uh, be a ball-progressing player and be a deep-lying playmaker, he's not going to do very well. That's just not what he is. But if he's asked to be a pit bull in there to win the ball back, to put a lot of pressure on the opposition, to break up transition play, and and just to be an all-around nuisance, then he's absolutely wonderful at that. And I think that's exactly what Jesse Marsh is going to ask him to do. And that's why I think he's going to be very successful for Leeds this year. Speaking of Jesse Marsh, I mean, how do you not like this guy? He ends up getting into a scuffle after the game with with the opposition coach. Apparently, there was a word that was said that was, uh, I I don't know, somebody took offense to, and Jesse Marsh just didn't back down. And I think that's what you're going to get with Jesse Marsh all the time, is this super emotional uh, guy, but also a guy that you rally behind and you want to perform for. Elsewhere, Zach Steffen got his first start for Middlesbrough in the championship, and it was, uh, it had some rough moments. He, He had a moment where a ball came in in the air and he misplayed it, um, leading to an opportunity for uh, the opposition. This is something consistent that we've seen um, with Manchester City as well as with the U.S. Men's National Team for Zach. I remember during one of the interviews that Burhalter did, they're kind of all clinging together at this point between uh, the Hurt Gomez interview, the Alexi Lawless interview. I watched the Paul Tenorio interview. Um, one of the things Burhalter listed as important for the goalkeeper position was um, commanding the box whenever a ball, a cross is coming in in the air, both on crosses and set pieces. And I thought it was interesting that he said that in particular, considering how often we've seen Zach Steffen mishandle those situations. So it seems like an important point that he wants to see from Zach Steffen. Um, and, and the fact that he mishandled it makes it seem like Matt Turner is just even more solidified. I don't think Matt Turner is going to get a tremendous amount of game time between now and then, but I think uh, in this particular instance, as it often is in the U.S. men's national team world, um, <laughs> Matt Turner is going to benefit by not playing, uh, considering the way that uh, his main competitor in Zach Steffen is playing. The other big discussion in U.S. men's national team circles is the striker conversation. And this is a conversation that we've been having for a long time now. I think heading into the season, we had a lot of high expectations or just high hopes for Josh Sargent and Ricardo Pepe. They both had not so great starts to the season. Josh Sargent has not looked great in Norwich. I mean, there was a lot of us hoping that the move down to the championship would see a lot more opportunities for Josh Sargent, and we'd see a lot better player than we saw last year whenever he was at Norwich. So far, it's pretty much the same thing, and we're not too optimistic about him projecting uh, into November. Ricardo Pepe is kind of a similar situation, uh, a not so great into the season for Osberg. We were hoping that the offseason would see him uh, solidify himself as the top dog over at Osberg and, and give him more opportunity there. Uh, he started the season on the bench. Pepe did come off the bench and show a few things in the uh, Osberg game. But I think I'm willing to concede that I'm a bit worried about Ricardo Pepe at this point. I was really hoping that he could come in and kind of reclaim some of the form that we saw from him whenever he left FC Dallas and and just kind of save us in this striker position that we're uh, really worried about. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen at this point. Daryl DK, another player that people had high hopes for coming into the season, he picked up an injury and is likely to miss um, a long period of time. I, I don't know what the injury is quite yet, but it does not sound good for Daryl DK. So he appears to be just off the list right now. 
for uh, the U.S. Men's National Team striker position. What is going to happen at this point? Well, right now, the discourse has kind of uh, isolated three guys uh, right now, and that is Jesus Ferreira, who's probably the incumbent uh, in the position. And then Jordan Pifak, who scored a really nice goal for Union Berlin in the Bundesliga in, the, in his debut game. And Brandon Vasquez, the FC Cincinnati striker, who just continues to score goals and has sort of played himself into the conversation. Well, I, I say play himself into the, into the conversation. There's two things happening right here. Number one, Brandon Vasquez continues to score goals. He continues to do absolutely what he needs to do to put himself in the conversation. I, I think he's the leading American in goals right now in MLS. And it's just a dangerous player every time he steps on the field. The other thing that's happening is some of the players ahead of him are just not showing the, the way that they need to show in order to claim that position. I already mentioned Josh Sargent. I already mentioned Ricardo Pepe. Um, another one out there is Haji Wright, who I, I think is dismissed a little bit because it seemed like Greg Berhalter was not that interested in him moving forward uh, following the, the July window. Uh, so because of all those things, uh, Brandon Vasquez continues to elevate himself and, and his position within the U.S. Men's National Team. And it seems like if Greg Berhalter is going to bring three strikers to the September window, and I don't know why he wouldn't, it seems like Brandon Vasquez is going to be one of those guys. Um, In the clips I've seen, I know that he's great at hold-up play. His movement in the box is really good. He's a lot more of a target man than somebody like Jesus Ferreira, a lot more of a classic number nine. So I think we're seeing both the um, sort of that archetype in PFOC and Vasquez, which is a lot different than the archetype we get in Ferreira. Um, The questions are going to be, how do PFOC and Vasquez operate off the ball, which is really important for the U.S. Men's National Team? How do they press? How do they pressure? How do they contribute to uh, the rest of the players on the field? That's going to be the all-important question. Serginho Dest, I think, is a player worth mentioning. Uh, Barca hasn't started the season yet, but uh, we know about the transfer saga with Serginho Dest, kind of a willy wonty situation. Well, at this point, uh, Barcelona is unable to register a number of the players that they signed this offseason due to their financial crisis. I'm not going to get into the Barcelona situation too much. There's a lot of YouTubers who have done a really good job explaining the Barca financial crisis and what's going on right now. But suffice it to say, Barca need to find a lot of money very quickly. And one of the ways that they can do it is to sell on some players who uh, they don't see as being big a, part, a big part of the squad this year. I think that Serginho Dest falls into that category. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a hasty move for Serginho Dest. Even though Dest seems very happy at Barcelona and probably doesn't want to move, um, it, it might be this situation that compels him to move. Uh, so I'm, I'm ha- I have a lot of interest with the Serginho death situation right now. Last but not least, I have what I'm calling the the long shot category, the players who I don't think are really on the radar for the U.S. Men's National Team right now, but are still worth discussing. The first one is Austin Trussey, who I'll concede is is not a player that I was expecting to have a a big outbreak in Europe. Um, He was at uh, the Colorado Rapids and was thought to be kind of an average MLS defender, just not somebody super remarkable, not somebody you'd ever pin for a big move, Uh, gets the move to Arsenal, gets the loan to Birmingham City. And in his first game, the fans really took to him. They seemed to really like him. Uh, He became a fan favorite right away. Uh, So that's just something that's worth keeping your eye on. I don't think that he's uh, particularly high in the striker depth chart. I don't know a lot about the player to really say um, how he fits into Greg Berhalter's system. Uh, But I do think it's interesting anytime that a player at that level, um, the championship, is getting so many shout outs from fans. I think it's something worth keeping an eye on. Another long shot would be Caleb Wiley. He is the left back 
back for Atlanta United. He is 17 years old. He's a player that a lot of people are excited about, um, especially considering the dearth of options at the left-back position for the U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, He had a really nice uh, pass that started a goal sequence for uh, Atlanta versus Seattle. He has a lot of really nice moments as a player, and and you see kind of um, what he could be moving forward. I I will say I, I don't think that he's ready yet to be called into the U.S. Men's National Team. I still think there's players ahead of him in Bello and Vines and maybe even Dewan Jones or, or maybe even like taking some right backs and putting him at left back. I don't expect Caleb Lighty to get called up, but he is performing. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's performing um, above average in MLS, but I would say that there's when you watch him, there's a lot of moments that get you excited about his game, which is something good to see in a, in a young player at 17 years old playing in MLS. And last but not least, a player that had a lot of discussion about him coming into the season, a player that a lot of people find intriguing, and that is Owen Oasawi. If you're familiar with Owen, I mean, he really came into the limelight for U.S. Men's National Team fans whenever he was at Wolves. He got an opportunity to get some some, some starts and some minutes in the EPL. A lot of that came down to, to some injury crisis uh, at Wolves where they had to promote and play players that uh, maybe they wouldn't play in normal circumstances and, and Otis Howie benefited from that and in some of the games he, he had some nice moments I remember a game against Chelsea where he was playing in the midfield and he was kind of all over the place he was an electric player in that game um, and it got a lot of fans excited then there's this whole saga where uh, Owen wants to be a model. He's not particularly interested in playing soccer anymore. He had a whole lost season last year. Well, this year he seems to be rededicated to the game. He gets a start um, in the first game for Bruges over in Belgium. And by all accounts, uh, it didn't go so well. So it seems like he's he's uh, he's very much a long shot, not only to uh, be a U.S. Women's National Team player, but maybe even to continue on as a professional. We'll, we'll kind of see. It's a very interesting situation um, for a professional athlete to be in um, having outside interests and, and having your will to be a professional athlete questioned by so many people. Uh, definitely something worth keeping an eye on, uh, but something worth commenting on nonetheless. So that's what I have for the opening EPL weekend with a lot of games. Now, uh, there's going to be uh, Spain hasn't started yet. Syria hasn't started yet. So we got even more players that are going to be in the mix, uh, which is going to make things even more exciting. But we're going to keep tracking and, and kind of keep tracking the storylines to see uh, how who's pulling ahead, who's kind of falling behind as, as we march to Qatar, and especially as we march to September and these upcoming friendlies. So what were your thoughts on opening weekend? What do you think about the striker position? I know a lot of people are very high on Matthew Hoppy, and it sounds like he's about to get a move over to uh, the championship. And Matthew Hoppy is just as in the mix as anybody else for the striker position. Now, that being said, he's got to go out there on the field and prove it. Uh, but anybody's in consideration at this point. I know he's a fan favorite and a lot of you... Uh, Talk to me about him all the time. So what did you see in that opening weekend? Where do you think Aronson fits uh, for a full-strength U.S. Men's National Team? Is he a must-start for you? Let me know how, how you see him there. As always, si puede hablar español. DM me commentario in español. Speaking of español, since 76 is releasing these Vamos Estados Unidos shirts. Uh, it's going to be released on August 21st. So make sure you're keeping an eye on that. If you don't want to miss it, uh, make sure that you go to the website since76apparel.com and sign up for the mailing list uh, so you know when these things 
go on sale. You know when it's the last day. You know whenever fresh design's coming out. You're never going to miss out. You can also uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, I believe Since 76 Apparel is the handle for both. Guys, thank you so much for watching. If you want the Yank Report in podcast form, you can get it anywhere podcasts or podcast it. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. If you want to support the channel, you can become a member. Shout out to my Tier 2 members. The list keeps growing, and I really appreciate it, guys. The more Tier 2 members we get, the more opportunity I have to make these videos and and to dedicate more time uh, away from my main job into this job. So I appreciate all the support. Guys, thank you so much for watching. My name is Sam, and this is the Yank Report brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.